Welcome to the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. The vision of this podcast is to provide tools on how to become successful in your finances, business, leadership development, and much more. A little bit about me, I grew up in the hood, homeless at the age of 14. I made a choice not to become a product of my environment. And today, I am a successful businessman, community leader, and inspirational speaker. It is my desire to encourage and empower you to unlock your greatness. So tune in and enjoy the show. And welcome back to another episode of the Desire to Dream podcast. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope you subscribe and liking the podcast and all of these episodes, man. Today, I'm going to have a fire podcast, man. We're going to be talking about marketing. We're going to be talking about business, entrepreneurship, everything like we just gonna get into it man i got my homeboy from hampton university loa amaker man what's going on bro what's up man you know what i'm saying i'm glad to be here you know i'm glad you selected me it really is truly an honor oh bro come on man you've been killing it too man i've been watching uh seeing the success online and so you know without further ado man just kind of get into it man and, and tell people a little bit about your story you know growing up in the a right you from atlanta uh, talk about your, you, yeah, born and raised, man. So talk about your background, man, and how you ended up in Hampton and, and what you got going on. Yeah, man. So um, I, I started at Humble Beginnings, you know, uh, my mom and dad, my dad's name, L.O.A., mom, Francina. I'm the oldest of two of three uh, siblings, you know, Francesca and uh, Frangelica. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've been uh, together for a long time. I, uh, you know, started out playing sports. You know, baseball, swimming, more more unconventional sports for us, but word, word. I excelled in those. Um, you know, best uh, started out just trying to figure out what, what my way in life. I started out actually as a uh, biology major with marine biology because I love animals, but I soon realized I had a knack for business. Mm. So I actually was uh, getting scholarships to play baseball at uh, Auburn in Miami, and I committed to go to Auburn. Um, but my math teacher in 12th grade was like, hey, maybe check out HBCU. I'm like, well, I know what that is. My parents went to South Carolina State, you know, but what is that? You know, what I mean? like, what is right. that? So like, I, why I, HBCU? <laughs> yeah, why, why that? Like, you know, I'm, I was always Word. told, you know, you go to UGA, uh, you know, you go to some school out west, you know, but HBCU, you know. So I go to a, a college fair, like in the mall, that kind of thing, and I get approved on the spot. Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. So I already committed to Auburn, ready to play baseball. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm staying in the quad, got my car, I'm good to go, I'm be a black dude playing baseball at this major school. They just came up a national championship a couple of years prior. So I'm like, mm, I'm right, going to the Right. You know, but um, ended up going to visit Hampton and I fell in love instantly. Um, mm. The culture was different. Well, the culture was kind of the same because I went to MLK High School in Atlanta, Georgia, Decatur, Georgia. And, um, you know, it just felt like, you know what? I got my whole life to be a minority. Let me get four more years of being mm. a majority. And so that that quote honestly was the reason why I decided to go to Hampton. Wow. Um, so I go to Hampton, you know, I, I learned to network. I think the fact that we went to school in a smaller city, because you know, mm-hmm. I'm from Atlanta, I, I could have gone to Morehouse, no problem. Right, right. Could have gone to Howard, been in DC, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, city boy. But, but going to Hampton, I believe, made you work on your networking skills. Because if you rose to be, you know, kind of somebody at Hampton, it was because of your merits. Because right. we don't have a city to be a promoter in. I can't be that dude at the at the lounge. You know what I mean? I have to be that person. You come to my house. It's a personal relationship you're building with people over time. And those relationships carried on into real life. Right. Um, and so that, that, that worked out. But then we graduated during the recession. And see, that was the issue. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. And so I remember uh, sitting at home in my parents' basement, you know, because, of course, 
Back then, everybody was our, our big brothers, big sisters would graduate. They got sixty thousand dollars, seventy five thousand. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and I remember specifically walking through the harbors, which is a um, apartment complex across right street across from the street school. from the school. Where so I'm walking harbors the park where the parties were at. <laughs> Absolutely, and and I remember my boy was like, "Man, I ain't taking an offer less than seventy five thousand. I said, "Let's try eight. Mm. I get out of school, man. I make nineteen thousand dollars my first year. Nineteen thousand. Yeah. And this is what 08, 09? I this year. Is, this 08 going in 09. Yeah. So you um, graduated on time then? No, nah, actually I graduated in December. So in I December. didn't okay, okay. And it okay. wasn't necessarily that, you know, I was, you know, goofing off. It's just I think I failed Spanish and then I failed like another class. And I had All to right. retake those in the summertime. So we do it in summer, December. Facts. Done yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I ain't gonna talk about myself, man. I was on the on the, on the six year plan, but you know it is what it is. But listen, here's <laughs> the finish. Like you, you got to think though. A person graduates in three years, and the person graduates in six. Yeah. After the time that we spent out of school, where y'all at? Same level. Same level. That's it. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's not about how you start; it's how you finish. That's right. That's really it. Right. You know. So, um, but that really was eye opening for me. You know, mm. I I was like, man, I really, really. I'm out here doing commission-based jobs. I was doing door-to-door sales for AT&T. Wow. Uh, U-verse was the new cable that we're coming up with. And um, I was door-to-door sales. I mean, if you get a sale, you get a hundred bucks. If you don't get nothing, try again tomorrow. Right. I did that for maybe a year or two. My Man. first, my, but see, that's the thing. My first real job, I didn't have the entrepreneurial bug yet. Like I was still like, you know, let's get a job. Let's try and figure this out. Yeah. I my first job came at Enterprise, right? I was an Enterprise car car um, car rental, and uh, you know that was a cool experience. I met people that were my age. I learned about business, learned about PNL sheets, profits and losses, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I eventually left them. I worked a lot of jobs. I'm not going through all of them, but yeah, I yeah. left them to become a district manager for racetrack. Now that seems like a very big jump uh, from being an Enterprise and not being in management to district manager, but it worked out. It had a little hookup. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, though, a month after I got hired, I got fired. Wow. And what's crazy, and this I learned, I learned this lesson after it happened. Two weeks into it, because I had I had a Toyota two by four pickup truck, stick shift, my granddaddy's thing. Right, right. And um, I went to the Infinity dealership. This is how long ago this was. I wanted an Infinity G thirty five coupe. Went there, said, "When I get my first check, I'll be back, y'all." Two weeks later, I get fired. Mm. And I thought to myself, I said, dog, if you had bought this car, you would be up under it so quick that you would cry. Right. But let's think about why you even tried to get it. It was for girls. That was it. I didn't need that car to do anything else other than that. So I learned I need to not make, you know, crazy decisions to appease other people or to appease my parents so that other people feel like, you know, hey, He's doing, he's making, he's doing all these things. Like, nah, that's not. So yeah, like I a perception, like, perception of success. You know, I got the car, you know, I look, I look like I got money, so I must have money. That's what I wanted, but that would be absolutely not true. You know, yeah, I, they, yeah. once you get into the, into the meat and potatoes, you realize very quickly, he ain't got like that. Right. You know, and that's just, that's a dumb way to live. Um, but then, you know, during my time at Enterprise, though, I was actually on a vacation in DR with my girl at the time. And my iPod died, my first generation iPad died, and I read the <laughs> magazine that was in front of me, right? So I'm looking at these things, I'm thinking about business, you know, I'm starting to see like, you know, this money in these streets, you know, the recession's kind of ending a little bit, like, 
let's see. Yeah, what year are you talking? What year are we talking around the time? So this, might be, this might be 2010, 11. Oh, okay. Quick, quick story about Enterprise, and I'll move on from that. I worked at the airport here in Atlanta, mm. and we would get these VIP platinum people, whatever. And I got this one guy, and I wanted to show him because it said VIP, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to sell him up to something nice in the front. But he's, we walked past him. He said, no, 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 take me to the Fords. I said, dude, you make like two or fifty a year. Why are you want to afford? Right. He said, I own stock in them. I said, so? Like, what do you mean? Now again, recession was happening. So I bought Ford stock for a dollar. It is now ten dollars a share. Mm. I put a million dollars when it was at one dollar. Wow. So quick, you can do the math. Yeah. Quick ten million. So I really, I, I ten million. Now I say that to say. I learned this lesson during the first one of this during this particular financial crisis because, as you know, every ten years or so, ten to twelve years, we go through some sort of financial crisis. Right. Think about it: the '99 dot com bubble, the right. '80s it was something else, 2008 housing crisis, 2020, wrong. Right. right. So ten to twelve years, something happens. I said, "Hmm, he profited off of pain. Keep that in mind." Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I'm going to take that, take that in mind. Get that gym with me, right? We keep going. So where was I? Uh, we at racetrack, did that. But at Enterprise, I uh, was on that flight. I looked at the magazine. And I saw something called co-working, right? So I think WeWork. Because WeWork was the, one of the only ones in the game. They only had two locations. They, right. they ended up having like 100 and something. But they only had two at the time. So I said, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. But how do I even get the money to do this? See, this is the part of these types of interviews and podcasts and stuff they don't talk about. They just say, hey, I want to do this thing. I did it. I sold it. That's so, it. Slow down, big dog. How did <laughs> right. you get the money? Yeah. How that? did you get the bag? Well, when I was at Enterprise, um, we would get people who had accidents. And a lawyer came by one day and said, hey, if you send some people my way, I get a referral fee. Mm. I said, really? How much? 300 a person. Hmm. Done. Our location on the east side, so our multi- we were a large location in the state of Georgia, but especially on the east side, we were the biggest ones. So we would get accident claims all the time. As soon as I say, were you at fault? They say, no. That's one. Send it to your mess <laughs> early. I would make, now, enterprise, as you know, you probably make 32000 a year. So you probably say, how did you open a business? I probably would bring in about 10000 mm. a month off of that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and hey, Atlanta, definitely a lot of accidents. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how I got my start money. See, that's the thing. You got to talk about how you get that start capital to do the mm-hmm. thing because the main thing that happens in our community is that we don't have the capital. Everybody has a billion dollar idea yeah, or at least 100,000, but no one has that. Not nobody, but a lot of us don't have the capital to execute. And that's how the dream dies. Now, let Just me ask quick. you, let me ask you real quick, right? Because a lot of people, man, especially when, you know, you get out of college, were you still living at home? Or while you were doing this, or did you have your own place by this time? I was at home. I was at my you, parents' house. Yeah, yeah. So, so I want. Yeah, that's that's good. I wanted to know that because I think a lot of people, man, they're so caught up. Just like you were chasing the car, a lot of people get the car, then they get the, the crib, or you know, they get a high end apartment. Now you're spending, you know, two grand, three grand a month just in your home and in your car. But see, you were smart. You were like, look, I'm gonna humble myself. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this nine to five at enterprise. Then I'm going to stack this paper on the side because I have a vision and a plan. So at this time you had that vision. It was, we work. He was like, look, I want to do this. 
And I mm-hmm. think that's something I want to highlight too, is that a lot of people, they don't know where they're, where they want to go. And so that's, that's ultimately why they just stay stagnant. They stay in position. I'm just going to work here at enterprise. I'm just going to do what I got to do. So, you know, like when you, when you saw, we work, you read this magazine and you was like, yo, this is what I want to do. Did you write it down? Like, how did you stay like focused on this goal? So I would always talk to my girl. I would say, yo, I got a vision. How about when we do this? We get the chairs, we do it like this. Word. I even went so far and again, I'm making 32,000 a year. I fly to New York and go to a WeWork. Act like I'm trying to, to um, rent a place knowing damn well I have no money. <laughs> but I go up in there and a dude can help you. Uh, yeah, I just want to um, take a tour. Right. I want to see how they did it. See what the conference room looked like. See what the individual offices, the bigger office, what did it look like? And I took that information, took it back home. Uh, we opened up in downtown LA. It was called Flipwork LA. That was the name of the, the co-working space. Mm. Um, out West, there was a couple of them. It wasn't as big, so I was actually a player. Um, being in that long nights, uh, I would fly back and forth. 375 cost me $375. Fly Wrong around. Trip. That, was, that was a lot of bread back then. Right. Right. One second, one second, I'm sorry. No, you're good. What's today? 23rd? The 20... Is it the 23rd? Yeah. We'll get to this part in a second. Just got another booking on Airbnb. That's what's that up. Just made, just made $350 just sitting there talking to you. <laughs> That's the game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we'll yeah. tell we got there. But again, keep in mind, folks, I'm still broke trying to open up a business 1,200 miles on the other side of the country. Right. That's and, and before and before you get deeper into that, explain to people mm-hmm. what we work is because I think you know some people they probably they're listening and they're like, what is he talking about? Yeah. So we work is essentially, hey, I I want to do this entrepreneurship thing, but I want to be more professional than just being in my living space. Right. Let me go run a desk so I can be around other people and collaborate and be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Costs about three hundred fifty dollars a month. Or maybe you want a, a, a solo office with glass enclosure, might be $1,000 a month, right? And so we had that, but we had desks. We had conference rooms that we built out by hand. I'm talking about, I'm painting, I'm staining the doors myself. Mm-hmm. I was actually in LA when Whitney Houston died at uh, the Grammys. Mm. That, that's how long ago we are. So whatever year that was, that's what year this happened, Word. right? Um, and I was, I was in the office painting and I got the text message on my uh, Blackberry. And I sat down in the chair. That was in my mind forever. But I'm working doing that. And, you know, it's tough to build that business or start that business because you don't know how we're going to get your first client from. So I would put my location on at the time. This is how dated it was. Google Forms. Um, uh, There was Open Desks, Zen Desks, um, anything desk related. I Googled it. Uh, Posted up on meetup.com, you know, in forms. I got banned from a couple of rooms because they said I was spamming. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. Right. I'll never forget how proud I was when a guy riding a bike took his, walked in with his bike, took his helmet off and said, hey, is this Flipwork LA? I said, yes, sir, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to rent a desk. Said, Shit, <laughs> it worked. Right. I that got was my first, first one. That was it. We flash forward and we eventually get acquired. I make 50000 from that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, you may sit at home like, that was pretty good. But you can think about how much I would have made if I really knew business. If I really knew how, how co-working was going to take off, how much you really could have sold for. Mm-hmm. But I'm cool with what I got. Yeah. We you had to break forward. it off with anybody else, any partners, or it was just 50 clean? Oh, my bad. It was 100 total. Okay. Partners. Gotcha. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. 
So right, right. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this: Did you go back yes. and, and you ain't got the Infinity? <laughs> no, nah, I never got the Infinity. I kept that going. I bought a Honda Accord Coupe. There you I, go, I, bro. I love it. I, I love I it. Simple. Because yeah. again, I'm, what am I doing it for, girls? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we we flash forward a bit, uh, some years, and I guess we can get into kind of because I'm, I'm working jobs at this point. I, I get into tech marketing because the market's getting better. Um, I get my first oh. This will help some people that are in nine to fives and want to figure out how to get into these big boys. So I'm working at Sherman Williams. I'm with, I'm with y'all now at this point in the story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know how it is, you know, you at the store, maybe on a Sunday, it's just you. Yeah. Or on a person. Saturday, it's you, right. you and an associate. So I got my lap, my MacBook right there and I'm on the internet typing. How you doing, ma'am? You know, making a shake of paint, mm-hmm. but I'm interviewing and I interview probably a few places, but somebody sent me a link for Google. And so it's an SEO specialist position, search engine optimization specialist position. I've never done it in my life. Keep in mind, I told you guys Enterprise and I told you Sherwin-Williams. Yeah. Never done it before. But I, in theory, I've done marketing because I've done things for myself. So I apply for this position and I interview and I get it. It's remote. I can do it. Cool. I'm excited. So I do that. I think it was a year contract, um, but that's all I needed. I needed one spark to make a fire. Mm. So now I got Google on my uh, on my oh, resume. resume. Yeah. So now I'm getting calls for interviews. Now, this is the part. I don't want y'all to think of everything was just easy. I then end up working for Microsoft. And you're probably saying, oh, look, that's pretty Google, easy. Google, Microsoft. Yeah, you're doing it. I interviewed 173 times wow. before I got the job. Now, the reason why I know that is, I, just, I mean, LinkedIn tracks it. So that's how I knew. But the way in which I did things, because I mean, I, I didn't know much about marketing because again, I learned marketing at college. And but from that time until 2013, 14, something like that, it had evolved into digital marketing. So mm. now we're having more platforms, more mediums, more everything to, uh, you know, get marketing done. So for me, there's terminology, there's acronyms, there's vernacular that I don't necessarily know. So every time I would go to an interview, of course, I would get blown out. The, in the beginning, I got blown out the water. They would say certain terms to me, I would write them down. I'd come home hop on YouTube University yep. and then learn what it is <laughs> and then take that and use it in some sort of example that I can quantify my results that I've done in the past with that term. And now I have a new story. So I would keep doing that. And then I remember I came for homecoming one year and I got the call saying, I was sleeping on somebody's floor. I mm. got the call saying I got the job from Microsoft. That's wow. how it happened. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But it takes time to build these things. Yeah. And so I'm working at tech companies. I go, you know, Microsoft, Google. Now I have Google and Microsoft. So now the world is really opening up. Um, I end up, and this is my last, like, corporate life piece. I work at Lyft. Now, you may think to yourself, you know, hey, he's working at these great companies. You know, what's wrong? Well, of course, company cultures can, can beat you down. You know, mm-hmm. you do run into some things that may not be very favorable, whether that's racism, whether that's prejudice, whether that be people stifling your growth because of who you are or what they think of you, you know, these things happen. Um, and at Lyft, it was no different. You know, I, I had a lot of situations where I was really worker-centric, which is an important um, important ideology that I think people should know. Mm-hmm. I'm very worker-centric as opposed to customer-centric. Now, you may say to yourself, why not be more customer-focused than worker-focused? Well, you have to think, who takes care of your customers? The workers. Right. So if they're not happy with where they are their jobs, their lives, their careers, they feel like their job doesn't care about them. And they'll treat your customers bad and you'll right. lose customers because of that. You see what I'm saying? It's a trickle down effect. 
Mm-hmm. So because I wanted to make sure our, our, our workforce was adequately taken care of, I bumped heads. And so I left Lyft and I was at dinner with my girlfriend and my family. And my sisters, they're 5'10", five, 5'11", five, right? They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're Amazons and Gollum. <laughs> and so we were at lunch, dinner at the house and they looked at me and they said, so what you gonna do, Don? Well, we go by middle names, my family. So they said, what you gonna do, Don? And I said, I gotta think of something, think of something, think of something. I'll start a marketing company. This is how it happens. It's not like just I had right, some- Just right there, never thought about it before, just- I got, I left Lyft a week ago. <laughs> Ain't even got the wow. last check yet. Right. I said, I'm opening a marketing company. I said, okay, cool, good job. I said, nah, I can't be a liar because I just said it out loud. That's mm-hmm. one thing. I, you know, you see, you see those memes that say, keep your, your dreams to yourself because you never know who's hating. Right. What, you, what, you, mm-hmm. what, what? I tell people what I'm working on for two reasons. One, it allows you guys to hold me accountable. So, hey, what's up with that marketing company you said you were going to do? What's up, what's up with that? And two, what it does, it allows me to make sure that I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. Now, you guys are holding me accountable, and I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. I, I can utilize my network, and people can help me. For instance, with the truck company, which we'll get to that too, but I would say like, I'm opening a trucking company. Then two of my line brothers hear me say that and say, yo, we got a trucking company too. Why don't we just link up? Let's link up. There it is. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're the marketing company. So it becomes now for people who are looking at starting a business. I got the LLC, did all the stuff that they tell you to do online, right? All the internet stuff. But how do I make money? Because again, I'm not one of these internet markets. I don't have a blue check. I am not famous. I've worked for major companies. Skype for business, I was instrumental in that. Mm-hmm. Lyft with the ride share, like in the, um, you could rent cars through Lyft and uh, do all that stuff. Wow. I was one of the first people in this market to get that started. No one knows who I am though. I've done very famous things. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> so now it's just me, a guy talking about, yeah. hey, I can make your business. Helping somebody life. else's dream blow up. They don't know who you are. So I know how to leverage social media a bit. And if you go to my Instagram page, You'll and scroll down far enough, you'll see the first video I ever did. It was on my MacBook. It was probably like 2016 MacBook, something like that. And it's just me giving tips, mm-hmm. right? Organically. So you have to think. People say, should I start a new page or should I just pivot my current page to something else? And that's a big question I get a lot of times. And I say, pivot your current page or integrate it in some way, simply because. Your current audience, they'll be your first supporters. They'll be the first ones to buy a product from you right. or like a photo or, or refer somebody to you as opposed to starting at zero and hoping someone comes across your content after months of you posting. You see what I'm or saying? You, or you sending an invite to them and they're like, wait a minute, don't I got you? Is this spam? Then they don't hit the confirm. So now you like, yeah. Exactly. You ain't got the so following. If I'm following you and I've seen how you're sharing Williams content and I find out you and your wife, you, your wife open a bakery, well, yeah, I know him. He's the Sean Williams guy. Yeah, I remember from college. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, you got a bakery? Where is it? Oh, it's on P Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, baby, you want some cake? Right. Oh, man, so and that's <laughs> how it happens. That's it. Word. So I started doing that, making content, and just some stuff would go viral, like, you know, a couple thousand views. Some stuff would just get no views. And I saw a post recently, and I'm not even going to take credit for it. I saw a post recently that said, you know, when you post a picture on Instagram or post some content or a video or whatever, and you may get 45 likes. 
you feel like you failed, right? Because you're comparing that success to someone who has thousands of Thousands of it, right. But what if you were in a classroom, you gave that speech, that video you did, and then 45 people stood up and gave you a standing ovation? Mm -hmm. How'd you feel? You'd be like, yo, I'm killing it. So then what's so different? 45 people acknowledged that they saw that and said, you know what? Good stuff. Right. So that mindset needs to change. And I hate talking about mindset because that's what these, these grifter dudes do, but it is a mindset shift. Absolutely. And I myself, yeah. even though I say that, my mindset had to shift like, you know, Eloy, just post the content, man. Some stuff do good, some stuff do bad. Like a lot of my videos get a couple thousand views. Some I posted one a couple days ago, two people liked it. I said, Instagram has got to be broken. There's no way. <laughs> right. Like you hitting a refresh, like what's going on? Wait, hold like, on. Am I shadow banned? But again, <laughs> right. doesn't matter. Just keep going. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I started posting stuff like that. People would refer people to me. I worked on a couple campaigns, did a couple commercials with TI and some other people. And that was cool, you know. Um, got my first corporate account just by LinkedIn diving, you know, mm -hmm. going to hiring managers and saying, listen, I see you got a position here. You're going to pay the marketing manager that you're hiring for $60,000. i will do everything for you for fifty or forty. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm drastically undercutting my value. At the same time, I'm trying to build clientele. Yeah. Over time, I can charge for 150000 you know, for a person for a year. But I need to, I can't act like I'm just so high value. I have to show and, and have some sort of portfolio of work that shows that I've done things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so let me ask you, like, so you went from job to job. You're moving around different jobs. You kind of had this mindset of like, man, I can start, restart, do it all over again. I'm good. When you're talking about entrepreneurship, you see a lot of people, they start something, they don't get the likes or they don't get the business and they just give up and go and go back. So what was it that kept you going, kept you driving? I mean, you know, there, there had to be something that inside of you that was just repeatedly telling you, like, yo, just keep working and trust the process, you know, just keep going, just keep going at it. I honestly believe in myself. Like, I would always say, I, I failed a lot, you know what I mean? Um, in a lot of things. And I always believed in myself. I always said, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can do this. Something's going to hit. I'm going to keep trying. Something's going to hit. And if you have that mindset and that ideology, something will hit. Now, whether that hit is you make $400,000 or you make $4,000, it's all about what you think a hit is. Yeah. And you if know? you made four, and if you made $4,000 and you did that one time, that means you can do it again and repeat it again. So do the you same exact, just keep working at it. And then it'll, it'll compound effect. Absolutely. And that's, that's what it is, you know? Um, and so as the marketing company did well, we're in 2018, going 2019, got my first corporate account. I'm doing well. I, again, I started out maybe doing $500 a month, which is nothing, you know, then I get my first thousand dollar client. I'm like, yes, okay. It's working. Then I get my first corporate account, make 60,000. All right. I got a 60 and I get a $50,000 client. So now together I'm making 110. This is all in a, a, a year's period. But it's, it's for me not giving up. It's for me continuously to try and reinvent myself and work on new tactics and invest in new skills. I'm, I'm mentoring people now. Those same people that I mentor, guess what happens when I get too much work? I give some of that to them. Mm -hmm. I outsource. I become yeah, a boss. Yeah. You know, it's not, boss is not a how to give yourself because you're a one person show. Manager, boss, that's something when it's an actual skill set. And once you have individuals that work for you, you have to manage them, manage the workloads, have weekly syncs with them, talk to them, coach them through what they're working through. And if they're, they're performing, 
show them that you, you're appreciative of them performing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. So I started doing that. Market companies do it as well. Then we started to get to big baby Rona. Corona happened. <laughs> the Rona. Now, now, you may think the Rona shut me down, but it didn't. Mm. I was remote already. Yeah. Sometimes I go to the client for a little bit, but that's and digital And digital marketing, if anything, business got even better. Business was good. <laughs> now, I want to go back to 2017, I think, when this, the Falcons played. I'm not Falcons. The Patriots? No, no, no. Not, oh, I, I okay, okay. But when Atlanta was uh, the host city for the Super Bowl. Okay. Right? So Airbnb been around a couple of years. I put my house on the market because I heard, you know, people making crazy money, you know, Airbnb. So I'm like, let me put it up there. Didn't nobody buy it. So in your mind, if you look listening at home, I failed, you know, didn't get any out, didn't get anybody to buy it. Now, this is where I say that I'm extremely lucky. It's it's from having a strong support system, being sometimes lazy, and being lucky. Mm. the strong support system came because my girlfriend was like hey you should put your house in airbnb now this is me not being headstrong me being open-minded to an idea so i listened to that mouse in airbnb didn't take no professional pictures put some crazy price up there didn't get anything this is me being lazy i don't want to delete the listing because maybe i'll come back to it later I, whatever so i put it to sleep which is a, an option you can do mm-hmm. it says okay you put it to sleep what day do you want to wake it up listing I'm like, it's the first I can go. Um, I remember vividly scrolling. just As far back, yeah. As far as I can go. June 2020. And here's luck. The Rona breaks out in March. We start to get a grasp of what's happening by June. All of a sudden, I'm laying on the couch. Getting ready for one of my videos that I do. That same little notification that happened a couple minutes ago mm-hmm. came up. I said, what is this icon? Airbnb. I remember seeing that a couple of times. Like, I think an inquiry or something like that. Not an inquiry. A booking. $900 for a week. I jump up like, wait, 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 wait. Someone wants to book this house? But I'm here. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, not, it's not ready. I started doing renovations because I would always rent out my house, my house to my frat bros. $500 for this room, $500 for this room. My mortgage is $500. I'm making a $500 profit. I'm living rent-free. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I was looking at things. Mm-hmm. $1,000 for me was we doing it big. But I made $1,000 for a week. I said, wait a minute now. Let me get some things together. Now, you may say this up again. Well, did you already have your house furnished out? A little bit. But I didn't have TV in my guest bedroom. You know, I didn't have certain amenities. Mm-hmm. So a homegirl of mine had Airbnb. And so I'm not too proud to do anything. Right. I said, I'll clean your joints for you. How much do you pay your cleaners? She said $55. I got a one bedroom. I said, I'll do it. So whenever she get a booking, as soon as that person leaves, I'm in their hands and feet. Mm-hmm. I'm not too proud. I'm not so, oh, I would never do. I don't say that. Right. Because you learn. I mean, you, hey, you get $55 to learn. See what she doing. To learn. 55, 55, 55, 55, TV, 55, 55, 55, new bed, 55, 55. So now my shit, my stuff is ready. Mm-hmm. So now my house is getting booked. I turn that again. That first thousand turns into four thousand a month. I pay my my bills. I got a little money now. But instead of going to buy a bag, going on a trip, doing all this, hey, look at me, I'm making it. I say, what if we did this again? And I go get an apartment in Buckhead. 
and I get another one, and I get another smaller house, and I get another one. So and you buy, you buying the properties or you renting them out? Renting them. Because again, the way people people say, oh, I'm going to buy a house to do this. Well, okay, cool. Let's, congratulations to you. Let's break that down a bit. I maybe put down $20,000 to buy a house. Great. I furnished the house. Let's say it's a three-bedroom. Another 10000 Easy. So now we're at forty. dollars uh, I get decorations. Let's say another two. We're $42,000 you put up. So you you businessman, you from the, you know that world, right? PNLC, you're minus forty two thousand. And right off the now, gate. Now I said that I made about four G's a month. Now maybe I let's say I make five. Let's let's give it even though I make it five. Take I'm about bills. about ten ten months to make money back to break even. To break to break even. That's if you consistently and that's 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 money. Not even minus the bills. Oh, you yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to take bills. the electric, you know, clean, all of that. Right, right. So it's going to be longer. Right, so you bring it home three. So three to 42, take however long it is, maybe a year to recoup yeah. that money. Mm -hmm. So instead of you thinking, oh, I'm getting money. Nah, big dog, you in the, you in the negatives. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to you get a one bedroom, I probably put like five up, refresh that out. Yeah. Make the money back three months. Mm -hmm. Now I'm back. I'm making profit. I probably bring in about twelve hundred, fifteen hundred a month for each property. You know, on top of my house, four grand. Mm -hmm. So now you see, we make it in profit. I probably gross about fourteen thousand a month. Yeah. So if you keep now, now, home, and then at this point, you got to have the owners. They have to be able to agree with, to say, okay, yeah, I don't mind you subleasing. Correct? Is that how that works? Yeah. There's a lot. A lot of people probably want to pick up on this. You know, I know. Um, uh, I had my boy on there a couple episodes back and he was talking about the airbnb game as well um so you know you, you have to get the owner to say yeah i'm okay with you subleasing this apartment yep i had a whole conversation with one because i was trying to do it like on some not tell him stuff but he would just kind of drive <laughs> by because he's a doctor yeah um but we had a conversation he sat on he sat on one couch i sat on another couch and i said check it out big dog you know you like to come by here and cut the grass don't worry about that no more you know i pay 14.5 for this i pay 16.5 mm. You never talk to me again. I just collect your money. He said, "Okay." Say exactly because again, when I came to visit this house, it was terrible. You mm -hmm. had some college kids. This is by Georgia Tech. You had some college kids in here, so you got to make the offer attractive. Yeah, you can't just say, "Can you do it, please?" I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. Nah, your house was trash when I got looked at. When I got it. You see this house right now? Does it look messed up? I said no. I've been doing this for four months without you knowing, and you can't tell nothing's wrong because mm. your average person cleans their house maybe once a month. I clean this house three times a week. You better not leave it in my hands and don't worry about it. No more till you're ready to sell. He mm. came with an eviction notice in his manila folder. Mm. He ripped that thing up right then. <laughs> but again, I come from sales. I come yeah. from hustling. I come from all this stuff. Right. I know let's just use our powers for good now. You see what I'm saying? That's it. So that's how that works. So I say that to say so Airbnb has started making money with that. But again, didn't go buy a bag, didn't go do none of that crazy stuff. I said, what else can we do? My support system looked out for me. My girl said, you get a little bit of money, ain't you? I was talking to homeboy at dinner. Um, he got an 18-wheeler. I said, same word, 18-wheeler. Mm -hmm. If they're that for, let's do it. <laughs> but again, I don't like to keep my, my dreams to myself. What I do, go on Instagram. Just started a, a trucking company. Trying to see what everybody's going to say. Two of my line brothers hit me up. My five and my 11. I said, yo, we got a trucking company. Why don't we link up? My profile. 
hit me and said, "Y'all big dog, I want to get in too." Right. I'm We got four. We got four pickup trucks. I mean, four, four semi trucks now. Four. Wow. This all happened from the Rona to now. Mm. I've been doing. Well, I've been doing this for a while, but the success. See, I first started in what 2010. Mm-hmm. I started telling these stories. We in the Rona. That's ten years. Yeah, I got the success with the the um co-working place, but the real success started right here. Yeah, long lasting success. Yeah, that's that's amazing, bro. Listen, man, you you dropped some dimes, man, and I think I hope people picked it up. You know, because honestly, man, like there's possibilities are endless, right? And I think one of the things I'm taking away from LOA's story is that he's fearless. He's fearless, and he's like, yo, I'm gonna start something even if I don't know much about it. But then once I say I'm gonna do it. I say it out loud, make it a goal, make it a dream. Then I'm going to do my research. Then I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to have the community, right? So you created the vision, you get the community, the support system, and then you execute it. Three things I love to say, dream, believe, and execute. So that's it. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. Man, you killing it. I love it, man. I, I need to, we need to connect, man, um, and get some business ventures together for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But man, listen, bro, I appreciate you, man. You know, I know uh, the time is getting late and uh, definitely appreciate you sharing and, and sharing your story, man. We're going to have to bring you back again, man, and break down some of these because I want to get into the business and the marketing, but you just killing it on all levels, man. Continue doing what you're doing, bro. And uh, any last words before we go, man, like if there was somebody right now that was, you know, let's say 20, you, you were talking about different years, but let's just say 2016, 2017, LOA, like someone was in that position right now, what's the one piece of advice that you would share with them? Never stop learning. Google things, look things up, learn how things work. Ask for help if you need it. Build a team. You can't do it alone. You cannot. You kill yourself doing That's good. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Well, there you have it, folks, man. Out of the way, he's just killing it, man. As a businessman, starting a bunch of businesses. You can have his social media handle so you can follow him. He's got some amazing content. Appreciate you, man. Go make sure you share the episode with your friends and family. Peace out. Thank you.